How y'all feeling today? Five and two Jaguars. And why the heck do I keep saying a win is a win? I'll explain all of that to you today here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Thanks again for coming here and joining me today on Locked On Jaguars. I'm Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast. We're your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. Quick reminder, we're free to subscribe to on our YouTube page. Make sure when you go to YouTube, Locked On Jaguars, what you do is you hit the like button, right? You hit the subscribe and also hit the bell so that you receive notifications every single time we drop an episode, all right? Make sure you do it on wherever you look at audio podcasts. Make sure that when you tap in there, you also tap in every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on NFL, all lowercase for a deposit match up to $100. Make sure you use the code locked on NFL to do that. Shout out to the everydayers that join the show every single day. And you can be an everydayer as long as you join the show every single day as well. I heard we might have some new people. I had a, a lot of extra folks join the show, and I want to welcome you also to the Locked on Jaguars podcast. We're like a big old family over here. All right. I woke up to a lot of people telling me, man, you were on Good Morning Football. The, the lovely host mentioned you and said she heard your podcast at 5 o'clock in the morning and gave you a shout out, uh, at least the Locked on Jaguars. You don't need to shout me out. Just shout out the podcast. And we really appreciate that to all of the viewers of that that program and uh, to um, – Anyone who is now joining the show because they heard about us. I tune into Good Morning Football every single day, too. So congratulations uh, for your success. And thank you for mentioning our podcast. We're just some humble people over here sitting up here all five and two up on you on a Friday. And uh, here's what we're going to go through. Why a win is a win is the mantra. So this is for those people that don't necessarily follow the podcast every single day or that are new to it. I'm going to explain to those folks while we uh, ingratiate anyone who's new into the, into the program, but why that's so important, especially with the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars and what we've been through as of late. Doug Peterson spoke today. This is why I recorded a little bit late. I wanted to see what he said at a presser and man, did he absolutely um, answer some questions that we had some things that I mentioned on that postcast last night. One of the, one of the issues were, what happened to Calvin Ridley? Exactly what I said happened to Calvin Ridley is what Doug Peterson said. So nice to, to have a little bit of validation. And I left it open last night as to what was going on with several aspects of it. And Doug answered those questions today. And fortunately for me, it was exactly what I thought. We'll get to that. And then look ahead to the next 10 days and what they'll be trying to do before they head to Pittsburgh. All right. So let's get to it. Let's not bury the lead. Why a win is a win is so important. Because the Jaguars have played seven games and not one of them has been complete. But they're five and two. So they could be in this situation where we could be sitting here saying, man, but they're competing, they're competing. We were in this situation last year when they were two and seven. They didn't play awful in any of those games. Well, maybe one or two of them. But for the most part, a lot of those games were winnable last year. And we felt good because we saw – 
that the organization was turning the tide, correct? Everybody wants to remember, somebody brought that up to Doug today, that this time last year they were playing the, pretty much the same way, but they weren't winning. And Doug said, thanks for reminding me, right, at the press conference. And the reason why he said that is because before they went on that run, now they were two and seven and they ended up nine and eight. Now they won four in a row. So you can do one or two things. You can be playing the same way conceivably, right? Last year they were playing a little bit better offensively and we were trying to get the defense to call up to catch up. And now the defense is playing well in the offense. The difference is, is after, after seven games, you're five and two instead of being two and five. That's it. And I, when you're two and five, you, you can't lose too many more. When you're two and five and you have 10 games to go, you got to win. You, you got to win seven of them to make it to the playoffs, right? And I'm not saying that I don't want the Jaguars to win seven of the next 10. I'm not saying that they, I don't want them to, to do well. But what we don't want to happen is in a year where you're actually trying to make progress, to actually watch the games and not see the progress that you want to see or that you expected but then have the same record as last year because that would mean that you're in the same position. Now, this year, they're five and two. That's a good problem to have. The question I also brought up last night that I said that I wouldn't ask or answer whether it was sustainable, um, and I explained the reason why was because if there was no room for improvement, I would wonder if it's sustainable. If they knew that they were getting away with house money, if they were, if they were stealing wins, I would still be worried or concerned if I was the coaching staff, but I'm not. I'm not, and I'm not sure. I'm not saying if they are or not, but I, I don't think they should be. It's because we know that they can play better. And we know that they can play more consistently. Last night on the postcast, I mentioned this. I mentioned the fact that there's these, there's these gaps where they play extremely well or they play extremely poor. And then at some point, they look like world beaters, like one of the best teams you've ever seen at two or three different points in the game, but they it's not consistent. It is an ebb and flow that you, you only see maybe in, in the, uh, in the black sea somewhere, right. That is just going up and down Mediterranean sea, you know, the ebb and flow is unbelievable. And we always talk about being this, right? So let's just say on a scale of one to 10, the team is a constant seven. That's not good enough. Right. But if they're a 10 and then they drop down to a five and then they come back up to a 10 and they drop down to a five, then that means the average is seven and a half. Right. So they're fortunate to be five and two batting, you know, being being a seven and a half on a scale of one to 10. But the fact that they go these long stretches of being a 10 will tell you that you got one or two choices. You can either be we want you to be one thing right with the ability to ramp it up at any point. So we've seen them ramp it up all the way to a 10. It's unrealistic to think that anybody's going to be a 10 all the way across. But we want you to play closer to that line than we do the five line, right? I don't want the variance of you coming up one minute and being down the next because you keep playing with fire, you're going to get burned. You could be the Chargers of all teams. Shout out to Wade and that crew out there and Drogi. I ain't trying to kill y'all on Locked On Chargers, but everybody knows it's true. They can be world beaters and then they can look like the worst team in the world, right? Right. A win is a win for the Jaguars because what we've done here is we've tried to figure out what this team's identity is. You know what their identity is? They're five and two. That's who they are. That tells me that they figured out a way to win. Your eyes, without looking at the scoreboard, will tell you that 
man, they are so inconsistent. They got a long ways to go, right? I'm going to tell you what they're consistent at. They're consistent at being inconsistent and hard to figure out. But the one thing that so far isn't inconsistent is the fact that they won five out of seven games. That means something. Then here's what it means. It means this. That if they improve, if they improve, if they improve, then they can win 12 to 13 games. If they don't, let's lo and behold, if they go four and six the rest of the way, that's terrible, right? That's under 500 with 10 games to go. Guess what their record would be? It would be the same as it was last year, nine and eight. It was probably good enough to win this division, right? But that's not what we're trying to do here. What we're trying to do is we're trying to actually make the team play better, make them play better. And oh, by the way, win these games it's almost sort of similar the difference between them and the giants from last year when the giants were winning all of those games brian daybold knew he knew they had to get better but he'd take those victories he'd take those wins right i'll accept it i know we have to get better but until we are better which they were terrible last year and they're probably really bad this year they wanted those victories because it teaches their team how to win and the other thing that it does it gives them confidence that they can pull off victories. Now with the new year and some banged up injuries, they're not playing very well, but the Jaguars have a lot of blue sky in front of them and things to improve on. I tell them we haven't played our best ball and we're five and two. Now at some point you do want to see them do things that are a lot better than what they've done, right? You want, you want them to say Doug Peterson as much as said that he said that today he talked about those highs and lows that we spoke of. And he also talked about Calvin Ridley and uh, I'll be dang if it did not match up to a lot of things that we said. So I'm going to tell you about all of those things in our next segment here on locked on Jaguars. But first I have to tell you about Jace medical man. Listen to me. We are in Florida. There are hurricanes. There are floods. And even if you're never directly hit by a hurricane like we are in Jacksonville, there are times when power goes out. Water is not available. Pharmacies are closed. Guess what? Jace Medical has you covered because they will they give you a Jace case. And what a Jace case is, it has five really, really necessary antibiotics that you can buy and have at your disposal as a part of your disaster preparedness kit. Don't ever be caught without the medications that you need. All you got to do, man, is hit up Jace Medical. They offer customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique need. That's right. Go to jacemedical.com and enter the code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON, one word, at jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Everyone needs to have emergency medical kits and you should contact Jace Medical and get your Jace case ASAP. Thank you for joining us once again here on Locked On Jaguars, where it's your team every day. We always thank you for making us your first listen. Shout out to any new listeners that are on board. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Jaguars. Subscribe to the podcast on your social media, as well as me on Shop Talking Wig on the, the X platform. That is me. So you can follow Locked On Jaguars and follow me. Follow me against a little buck wild sometimes because it's my personal account. But that's fine. Doug Peterson spoke today 
to a bunch of media folks virtually. The Jags are five and two. First of all, when you see a coach come in, man, no matter how the team played, when they win, they win. Victories are hard to come by in the National Football League. And I know sitting here at five and two rather than sitting here at three and four or two and five or four and three feels a lot better. And there's putting a little room, some little separation also between you and the rest of the pack in the AFC South. And you're serving notice too around the league that we ain't got to play our best in order for us to win some games, right? I'm going to read you some quotes here. Y'all got to bear with me on some things that Doug Peterson said. You know, they asked him about Travis Etienne uh, playing better at the goal line, and they talked about his workload. And Doug said that Travis Etienne, by the way, is a big guy. They have some backup. I think at some point the key to getting ahead of these games is to give uh, these guys a little bit of a blow, right? You have to be able to get, especially at the running back position. There are some guys that are involved. You can't lose Trevor Lawrence. I don't think you can lose uh, Travis Etienne. I think there's a clear, clear difference between him and any other running back on the team. He is extremely important. He is dangerous. He is now known to everyone around the league. And I know anybody that thought that it was a waste of time to draft him, they are looking like they are wrong. Let's start with the Calvin Ridley situation. He was asked on why Calvin Ridley didn't get many touches in yesterday's game. And I'm going to quote and read this to you. It was one of those games where we see Calvin as more of a deep threat. He is good in the short to intermediate areas as well. Last night, they rolled some coverage his way, so they clouded some coverage. They inverted some coverage his way. Bingo, let's stop right there. Let's stop. Let's stop because last night on the postcast, I sat there and said, anytime I saw Marshawn Lattimore and he was on somebody opposite of Calvin Ridley, that told me something, especially when Ridley wasn't giving the ball, getting the ball and uh, – Trevor, Trevor Lawrence was still throwing wherever Marshawn Lattimore was. Marshawn Lattimore is an all-pro level player who has a chance to keep going. He might go to Canton, right? Well, here's what happened. I was right in my guesstimation. Like, why is Trevor still throwing to his third receiver against this great corner? Maybe when you look at that, what they're trying to do is what Deion Sanders used to do. Instead of putting him on the alpha receiver, put him on the next one. Put him on the next guy. Take one half of the field away. Now roll your coverages to the other side to help out with the, with the alpha dog. That is exactly what happened. You don't believe me? Listen to this. I'm going to continue what Doug said. They did a nice job of neutralizing Calvin. We still have to try to get him involved and get him more opportunities to catch the football. You got to credit the defense sometimes. They know when you have a weapon on offense, if they can neutralize it, advantage them. Credit to the Saints for doing that. Calvin is a really good place. He's a big part of the offense. Obviously, we're going to continue to find ways to get him the ball. So don't force it to him. You'll be, you'll be falling into that trap. You try to get him the ball too much, and now – you're making your quarterback do inherently what he's been told not to do in his whole life, and that is throw the ball. And there were people sitting there. You don't have a guy throw a ball where it's not supposed to go, right, when when he when he's trusting his eyes. But there are people, just like that crazy question somebody asked James Franklin, don't you just want to get deep when you just throw it up and see what happens? And James Franklin said, you're making my skin crawl by saying that, right? We have to understand this isn't Madden. This isn't fantasy football. This is something that guys have been trained to do their entire lives and one of those things is you cannot you cannot just go against the grain and just up and decide once you've meet you reach the pinnacle of your career and just because you want to get a guy the ball no matter what you see i'm gonna take a chance 50 50 ball i get it but throwing it into bracketed shaded coverage when as a quarterback it has been beaten over your head 
since you were a kid. When you see stuff like that, don't throw throw it somewhere else. Right? At some point, they got to start trusting their players. It happened late in the game because Marshawn Lattimore was one-on-one with Christian Kirk, and he got the okey-doke. He got the stinky leg put on him where they did a double move. Kirk caught the ball and ran 43 yards through a defense that was playing man-to-man, and because they were playing a man, their backs were against everything, and they got their back run up in because my man – oh, wait, wait, that don't sound right. They got – run through on deep well that might not sound right either but christian kirk scored a touchdown to put him up by a touchdown with uh less than two minutes to play and it was the difference in the game i'm telling you man the coaches and teams these these players and and doug peter they're not gonna just go and do things because it's how they want to look that's why win is a win is important because we may not have gotten to it the way that we wanted to but we got to it and we got the same result and we got time and we got, we got, there's the blue sky I talked about. They're going to get healthier. They have more time to uh, make guys play better and execute better. They'll get a little bit more reinforcements, have a little bit more depth. Your, your quarterback won't have a knee brace on forever. The difference is they're not where they want to be, but they are five and two. And it could be a lot worse. They could be two and five in this same spot. I'm going to continue to tell you more about what Doug Peterson said, including about his quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, Monteric Brown, all of those guys that had a huge impact on the game last night. And then we'll talk about what they're going to do for the next 10 days as they get towards Pittsburgh. And what happens after Pittsburgh is the bye week, but I don't want them to look too far ahead. So basically what I'm telling you is the Jacksonville Jaguars have one game in the next 21 days. One in the next 21 days. And that is against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is it 21? No, 17. One game in the next 17 days. So that's a lot of of getting healthy. A lot of getting healthy because, ooh, they got a doozy when they come back off bye from Pittsburgh. We're going to talk about all of that stuff and get to more and tell you more of what Doug Peterson had to say in just a second here in our third segment on Locked on Jaguars. First, I got to talk to you about prize picks, man. There it is. I hope y'all get it together and start getting some money, man. Prize picks is the absolute truth. There is no other place for daily fantasy sports that is like prize picks. It is very, very much the Don Dada. When we were just sitting there talking about what the alphas are of uh, football and wide receivers, i tell you right now, man, prize picks is the absolute truth. I'm telling you, it, 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 there's nothing, nothing like playing prize picks. What it is is daily projections, right? And you got you can pick between two and six players. And here's how it works. You decide whether they're going to go more than or less than the stat projections that are designated to them. It's that simple. It's, almost, it's a parlay, basically. And what happens is the more picks you get right, the more money you win. You can win up to 25 times your money. 25 times your money that you wager. And here's what's even better. If you go to prospects.com slash locked on NFL, use promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Repeat that. Prospects.com forward slash locked on NFL, use locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Do it today, man. Get some action on that prize picks. It's the only way to go win you some Skrilla. All right, and we're also sponsored today by DoorDash. That's right. DoorDash is the absolute truth. 
In fact, I'm waiting on them right now. Everybody knows I'm a little gimpy because I had surgery. I can't drive until I've been clear. But DoorDash can definitely bring me what I need. And that is something from one of my favorite, favorite local stores here in the area of Jacksonville. That You can order wings, pizza, soda, or just some donuts from your favorite shop. Or if you want something from the grocery store that's super fresh that you can cook, DoorDash delivers from grocery stores too. That's 50% off. Now, listen, I want, I want to, I'm going to prepare you for something. To get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. LOCK23 is what you do. I'm going to say it once, once again. 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. Subject to change terms apply. All right, man, we're running it down here on Locked on Jaguars. We're going to finish telling you what Doug Peterson said. And pat on the back to us for being correct and being right, right? And I want to say this prior to um, prior to what we're going to do, what we're going to show you what Doug Peterson said. This identity thing. I've come up with this thing that their identity is is not having a definitive identity that's just who they are and their identity is whatever makes them a winner at the end of the day after those 60 minutes that's what their identity is they found their way onto the good side of the win column five out of seven games five out of seven the only game they got away from was houston they lost 17 to 9 on a game that they didn't play well at all against the chiefs and that's a great level of competition early in the season when you have a lot of expectations Houston caught them. Houston, I hope they never get caught by surprise like that again because not thinking that a team is very good and probably thinking they were going to get it done. And then Houston comes here all fired up like Rocky Balboa, and they they just took it to him, right? They took it to him. And then a kick return by a fullback and then a long play uh, from a rookie to another rookie doomed them. And it made that score. It was like 31-17 or something like that. And it made it look like they got – they got slaughtered and blown out, but they didn't. I don't think that was a score anyway. I can look that up and find out. But you get the point. The point is, is anyone that saw the game knew the Jaguars kind of made a run to get back in it, and then that all went away because of the kick return and then a late touchdown from C.J. Stroud, who was better than a lot of people thought he was going to be. The thing that that is so satisfying about this is because even if you feel uncomfortable, with who they are because your expectations are super, super, super high. Understand that they still have a chance to be everything that you want them to be. The only thing I don't believe that they're going to vastly improve is their offensive line play. I think they'll get better at it once they get walk a little back next to Cam Robinson, right? I think they'll get better. There's no doubt about it. I think they'll get better because Anton Harrison is going to continue to rise and be an upgrade for a first-round pick from this past year. I hope Brandon Sheriff stays healthy. That's the way because of the cohesion that comes with all of those guys playing together. And then a lot of guys that have had to play while these dudes have been out, Tyler Shatley, uh, Blake Hance, and others, they will now be your depth. And now you're comfortable knowing that if a guy goes down, you have guys behind him, right? But the personnel can't change. Nobody's going to trade you an all-pro level offensive lineman. And nobody's going – and you're not just all of a sudden going to look on the practice squad and the dude turns out to be Larry Allen. That's just not going to happen, right? So from a personnel standpoint, do they have enough to win the championship? They got enough to contend for it. They have enough to contend for it. If everybody plays up – if everybody's helped and they play up to par. 
getting everybody to play up to par is a big thing. We're going to talk about that variance. Doug Peterson answered this question, and this was something last night. And this is why, if you're new here, this is why a win is a win is so important, right? Um, Somebody asked him on how different it feels winning games in October compared to last season where that wasn't the case. He, like I told you earlier, I'm going to quote this. It says, thanks for reminding me. It's definitely different. Obviously, we're further down the line, even though we're young. I feel like we're a veteran team and been around each other now for a year and a half. Again, it's a credit to the players, the resiliency. It's a no quit mentality. We're in it to the end. And that's definitely different. We're excited and happy where we are. Right. So this is the key. The key is. Um, when he was asked on if this winning stretch is showing the team what it looks like to win. Definitely a product of learning how to win. Last year, we probably would have made an effort, but came up short in games like this. Now, listen, now what we've been able to do is accomplish at the end of last season. And in the first part of these, this season, guys are locked in for 60 minutes. They know it's going to come down to the wire. And really, there's no blowout type games in the NFL anymore. The score is always going to be close. Teams are too good. Our team is learning that they're learning how to how to play, how to play together. It's amazing how nothing really shocks them, whether you're up 14 or down 17. They know they got to make a play, and somewhere somebody's going to make a play. That's what I ask them to do, and we don't chase plays. We just make the ones that come to us. Um, if he's frustrated with some of the offensive stalling, frustration, he said he basically, and I'm going to paraphrase this, frustration is basically not the word. It's just something we have to continue to work through. Just something you have to continue to work through. So now that you see and that you understand that even Doug Peterson understands the the valleys, the peaks and the valleys of that stuff, I think what he wants to happen is, I, I really believe that what he wants to happen is, is have those variances get smaller and have the 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 amount of time that they seem to just kind of get off a little bit. And what I mean by off, I don't mean get off in a good way. I mean, just sort of get off and get lulled to sleep and have these little points where they fall asleep. I think he wants to reduce the amount of times that happens. That to me is really the key of how they're going to play down the stretch and whether or not they're going to be the team that all everyone wants them to be. But at least you see they're learning lessons along the way. This is not just, okay, we won, la-da-da, that's it. No, they want to improve every single thing every week. So what we can start looking out for is, are they doing that improvement? Are you seeing a more balanced effort? Are you seeing a more sustained effort? Are you seeing less peaks than valleys? Are you going to – I want you to watch this and 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 – Really tap into this as you're watching the game, because these are the questions that's going to be answered. You want consistency. You still want those highs, but you want the consistency uh, of the team to start to look more the same and more like a, a computer program. Now, I love the fact that they can adapt and overcome. I love the fact that Doug says there's no difference in their effort, whether they're up 14 or down 17. That's cool. But the key is to not be down 17. I want Doug to be able to make that same statement, but say they're up 14 or only down seven. If they can prevent getting themselves into those big holes because of the length of having those uh, moments where you fall asleep a little bit. And sometimes it's not about them falling asleep. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you just got to flat out give credit to the other team. You have to. This is the NFL. Everybody's out there trying to make money. Right. And everybody. out there. This is, this is the pinnacle. These are all the guys. These are the best of the best from college, high school. This is the best of the best. So everybody's going to give effort. 
All I got to do is tell you to go be around, go hang around the guy that's the 48th guy on the roster, and he's an alpha dog. That is what this is. This is, this is these are gladiators here, and it's going to be a very difficult thing to play well all the time. But the good teams know how to raise their level of play to the point where they don't have poor play for long stretches, and I think the Jaguars have that to look forward to. So that is the thing that I want everybody to pay attention to. Are they able to turn those bad plays off with short memory? Do they are they going to just let bad plays keep steamrolling and have teams have these good 10-minute stretches against them? Because at some point you got to shut that off and at least shorten that if you want to be good and do the ultimate thing and that's win a title. I'm glad new listeners joined us today. Once again, shout out to uh, the host of Good Morning Football on the NFL Network mentioning the podcast. We really, really do appreciate that. You never know who's listening. You never, never know. But I do know who is listening. Those are my everydayers. And we do it for you every day on Locked On Jaguars because it's your team every day. They also do it on Locked On NFL. Make that your next watch. It's a daily podcast just like us on YouTube here on Locked On Jaguars. They're on YouTube, Locked On NFL. I'm a part of the Friday edition of that show, so make sure you check that out. You get all the coverage from around the NFL, great coverage from a lot of dudes from the Locked On Podcast, and a lot of females, too, that cover uh, their respective teams and give you insights. So make sure you tap in on YouTube, like and subscribe, and hit the bell for notifications as well. Have a great weekend. The Jags are off. Enjoy football. Enjoy college football. Tune in to your favorite Locked On College stations as well. Man, just take care of each other. Fall is turning around, so it is the season for all of us to enjoy each other. Y'all take care of each other, man, and we'll see you the next time here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast. I am Tony Wiggins. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast every single day because it's your team every day.